and welcome to episode 38 of Geekers Creepers. This is the podcast where we talk about the geeky side of life and we talk about the creepy side of life. I am your host, Rob, and I'm joined by my co-host, the man who's so cool that the casinos don't let him gamble because he might intimidate the high rollers. Jose! How's it going, Jose? What's up, Robert? What's up? Speaking about casinos, I went this weekend and... Uh... I was not cool, as you said, I, at, that, at that particular casino, at least. Well, hey, we all have our um, uh, we all have our winning streaks and our losing streaks, and it looks like that may have been one of your losing streaks, Jose. It was a losing streak, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good. How about yourself, Robert? Doing good, man. Uh, you know, just uh, enjoying the, I guess, muggy weather. It has been uh, uh, very, very muggy. I was on the train this morning, and a um, uh, I've never seen somebody do this, but the conductor had the door open because, um, you know, people were, uh, we were waiting for the train to leave. And um, she actually asked the conductor, she's like, can you get the door? And the conductor's like, ah, no, it doesn't close. She's like, <laughs> she actually argued with the conductor. She's like, no, it closes. There's a latch up there. And, and the lady was actually going to go use the latch. Like, I'm like, oh was she a conductor God. at a previous job? Yeah. Um, uh, but um, finally, the conductor's life. just like, yeah. Um, but it was muggy. I'm not going to complain because... It was muggy in that train. It was the whole, um, it's been hot, and uh, I feel like I'm in New Orleans all over again. Yeah, I don't mind the hot weather. I'd rather, I'll take this all day over cold. You know, mm-hmm. I can sit outside and relax and get some sun. You, you know, I don't mind it one bit. Bring it on, baby. <laughs> bring it on, bring it on. So, uh, anything uh, uh, new with you, Jose? Uh, yeah, just got, just got back from, you know, a romantic, uh, getaway in Wisconsin with the, with a girlfriend and nice. it was a great time. Yeah, it was real fun. We had a great time and, uh, uh, not a lot of gaming sadly because of that trip. And I, mm-hmm. I desperately can't wait to jump in some games. How about yourself, Robert? Uh, doing good, doing good. Um, I have been playing games. I'll go over that in a minute, but we were talking earlier, you were in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, that was one of the places you stopped at, but Milwaukee, mm-hmm. And uh, to any of our listeners, I was telling Jose about a place that well, it's no longer there. Sadly, no longer there. But it was called the Oak and the Shield. And it was a, uh, a gaming uh, tavern, I guess you would say. It, oh. had, the, it had a very uh, Lord of the Rings kind of feel to it without trying too hard. It wasn't like they were trying. But what they had, they had uh, uh, board games there like a ton of board games, but also they like the TV screens. If you wanted, you could rent out and you didn't have to pay for it. You would just kind of like give your ID and they would give you a controller and you could play like Mario Kart, uh, all these oh. other games on the TV screen. So like, it was like my ideal bar. Uh, Cause it wasn't like a barcade. Cause there were no arcades. There weren't any, but it mm-hmm. was like, you know, just like for people who enjoyed gaming, you know, if it's tabletop, a lot of people were there actually playing D and D. Like they had yeah. their whole uh, setup there. Oh, that sounds um, awesome! It was unbelievable, and I can't. I think COVID was the reason why I had to close down, because when I was there, I was there. I went there two nights, and like the second night I, I was there, I think it was a Sunday, and it was it was packed. There were that mm-hmm. you know there were, it was full. I was I was actually I did my best. Uh, 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 what's his name? Aragon Aragorn. The airborne oh, yeah. impersonation. <laughs> I kind of sat in the corner by myself. You know, I was there in the corner. Just I brought my switch and I was playing Dead by Daylight because they had a really good internet connection. So uh-huh. I was playing Dead by Daylight on my switch, uh, having myself a few beers and just nice. really enjoying the atmosphere because it was it was really cool. And um, yeah, you know, sadly, you know, talk about a place that doesn't exist anymore. But you know, it's just uh, it was the only time I've been to a place that was that 
that was ideally, you know, like a, a again, it wasn't a barcade. It wasn't, it wasn't some pretentious place. I'm not saying barcades are, uh, but mm-hmm. you know, some are, don't get me wrong, but this, you know, some, a lot of them are, but at, at the end of the day, it was like a place for people that enjoyed gaming. Like it was a geek place. That's what it was. I was going to say, a, it sounds like the perfect Robert bar. Like it was meant for you. It, it was, was your destiny. Man. It was, and I, that's why I went there. I was there in Milwaukee, two nights out of the times I was there, I was at that barcade and not, oh, I mean, I didn't stay there the full time. We hung out at other places, but it was definitely a, um, a highlight of my bar. trip. But Damn. with that said, Jose, we usually like to talk about what we've been playing. You said you have not been playing anything. No, I have, I have, but not a lot, you know, not as much as, gotcha. you know, not like every night, but. Um, I have been playing. Um, I downloaded the uh, free Virtual Fighter Five uh, remake that they ah. did for the PlayStation because mm-hmm. I, I have the um, Virtual Fighter Five Showdown um, on my three on my Xbox Three Sixty, and uh, I could play it on my Xbox One X. You know, it's, it's no problem. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna download it because I'm a big fighting fan guy, and I really like mm-hmm. the Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy. What am I talking about? Uh, Virtual Fighter, Virtual Fighter Five, and. Um, I went online. I was like, let me give it a whirl. And I got my ass kicked, you know, pretty <laughs> handedly. I was like, all right. And I was like, okay, I'm rusty. I haven't played in years, you know, because I used to, like I said, I had it for the 360. And, but I had a good time. I had a good time playing it. Um, honestly, I don't know why they remade it. Um, I don't see that like much of a jump in the remake mm-hmm. aspect of it. It's very similar. I mean, the one for the 360, I thought it looked tremendous. You know, I thought it was a beautiful mm-hmm. game. And, um, Got back on some racing games. I was playing some Gran, Gran Turismo uh, Sport and uh, just having fun playing that and uh, my Forza 7 as well. And, yeah. you know, I don't know why I got back into racing, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, as far as the virtual fighter, like I like fighting games. I bought, I mm-hmm. recently bought, I might mention this, but I bought the uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Um, and I, I like fighting games. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm very, very bad at them. I never play online because I know I'm going to lose and it's just, I, whenever I play the game, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to admit this. I play it on very easy. Like if they have easy and they have very easy, I'm going to play on very easy because I usually just want to see the endings of those games. Um, you know, play them and see the endings. Cause yeah. I'm not good with combos. I'm not good at reading the other, uh, the other players. Never have been, you know, even back in the day when it was, uh, when you used to play it at the arcade, mm-hmm. I was always really bad at, at fighting games. So, um, like I said, it's uh, it's still an enjoyable game. I, I did also download Virtual Fighter. I don't know if I'll ever play it, but I have it. Um, yeah. But as far as me, man, I've been uh, I've been dabbling on a bunch of stuff. I went, I played a few VR games. I uh, did that Squadrons one, which was a free download. And how was that? It's cool. It's like if you have if you get motion sickness playing VR, you're gonna get motion sickness playing that. Like, oh. like you're just flipping all over the place. And I only played just a little bit. Uh, I think I have to, I have to recalibrate and not even recalibrate. I just have to move around some furniture. Cause I think I'm, I moved it to the point where it was, I might be too close or not high enough in the, um, uh, when I'm uh, in comparison to the camera. Cause I mm-hmm. also played Moss. Cause I know you, you, you mm-hmm. said how great that is. I love and, that game. And I was having, Every time I would look at the character, it felt like it was moving in and out, in and out, in and out, like really close oh, yeah. and then really far. So I think I got to – and I tried to recalibrate. It wasn't that. I just think I have to change where I sit in comparison to the camera. 
Mm-hmm. So um, I went back, did a little VR. I'm going to go back and play more of that. Uh, of course, I played Dead by Daylight. Uh, and then, oh, uh, there's a game that I really liked. I've always, I've, I've it's, uh, have you ever heard of the, uh, the uh, game developer Double Fine? No. What game did they make? Well, um, they've done like, I think it's Man- Maniac Mansion back in the day was one. Uh, the Tales of Monkey Island. Uh, Maniac Mansion uh, was a Nintendo game. Do you remember that? I do not. Okay. So they have a game that they did, uh, I want to say 2013, called The Cave. And it's uh, what you do is you, it's a, uh, it's a puzzle game, uh, but it's, uh, it, the characters are kind of claymation looking, not claymation looking, but they're, uh, they have, uh, I guess, Toy Story look. The Toy Story look is more uh, what it is. And it's a puzzle game. You have, I believe seven different characters to choose from, but each time you play the game, you have to pick what three characters to play. Each of them has their own story and it's a, it's a puzzle game. It's, it's a really laid back game with puzzles that range from really easy to somewhat difficult, but nothing that's ever impossible. Uh, And it's also like, it's a comedy also. So you have a narrator, which is the actual cave and he, you know, does these like quirky jokes? The the uh, the game itself is it's lighthearted. It's a lot of fun and it's legitimately funny. There were times where you know I'm not like you know like belly laughing where I'm falling off the floor, but you know they're like legitimate. You know, I I legitimately laugh at a lot of the game. Mm-hmm. And I bought it years ago. Uh, each time you play, you could uh, beat a certain character. And the cool thing is that after you beat that character, you can go back and play him and get a bad ending or a good ending. So. Okay. Um, so it has that type of replayability. The only problem is though, every time you play that character, you're doing the exact same level all over again. Mm-hmm. So you pretty much know how to beat the level. Yeah. But um, but I still enjoy it a lot. It's it's one of those games that's just mindless. It's uh, as we've talked before, it's comfort food. Mm-hmm. Uh, comfort gaming. Yeah, comfort gaming. So those are the games I've been playing recently. And so as far as what we're gonna be talking about today, Jose. Um, right. And let's go over like a quick rundown as we like to do. Uh, number one, we're going to be talking about another email we got from our good friend Dub. And we're going to be talking about uh, the Wii U. It's been 10 years since uh, it was first introduced. We're going to wow. be talking about God of War, the new news that came out of that. Uh, oh, f- we got to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn. I forgot about that. We could definitely talk about Horizon Zero Dawn you know, at that point. Oh, definitely. Yes. Um, our topic is going to be unlikable main protagonists. So not so much protagonists that are bad guys, but ones that you're just like, I don't like playing as this person, or this guy's just a jerk. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about the another alien sighting, a creepy mm-hmm. photo in the, at the Shining Hotel, and think, you know, see what you think about it. Also, in the next couple of days, there's going to be the release of the UFO documents from the uh, the government. And I want to know what you think is, you know, what we're going to see. We, I think we briefly spoke about this, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, just to kind of really touch base. And then finally, if we have time, we're going to be talking about the murder of Artemis Ogletree. I do have an article that was written about it. I will be reading from the article and um, I'll hopefully be able to include a link to that. I want to give credit to where I received this. I didn't have time to write it up myself. So with that said, Jose, I'd like to first start out with an email received from Dub. Okay. All right, the dubster. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So Dub, last time his name is he goes by Dub Sack. And uh the last time we brought him up, he is a streamer. So I want to give him uh, I want to give out his Twitch stream which you'll be able to 
Uh, if anybody wants to follow him, he's, he's great. He plays a lot of DBD, Dead by Daylight, but he also plays other games. I know he plays a lot of Dead by Daylight, though. And he's very, if you jump on there, say hello. He's interactive. He'll talk to you. He'll play the game. He's friendly. Great guy to watch. Oh, cool. Um, but his Twitch name is Dub, D-U-B, as in boy, underscore, Sack, S-A-C-K, 4201. Again, that's dub underscore sack four two zero one. So I just want to make sure I got that Twitch name out there. And guys, if you want to just you know give him a shout, you know, shout out if you get a chance. If he's on, just check him out, say hello, uh, just tell him Geekers Creepers sent you or not, doesn't matter. But if you get a chance, that'd be fantastic. But regarding his email, he says, uh, and Jose is right that the Madden tournaments are on ESPN most of the time. So I guess you are correct on that, Jose. Uh and then to Jose's question, um, he does say that he does have Rocket League and he's been wanting to play with someone. So he's down for that. So Jose, he's willing to play Rocket League with you if you're ever up for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, I'd love that. If so, give me a heads up. What we could do is we could do – I know uh, uh, Savage is not interested in playing that game at all, but maybe we could do a three-person uh, team with Dub. Do you? Uh, can you have three-person teams? Yep, that's all it handles, actually. It's either two or three. Oh, maybe we could give it a shot then. Just give me a heads up on that one. Yeah, of um, course. Then I'd he, love that. He also told me about the folklore uh, in Louisiana of the Rougarou, which I looked it up, and that is definitely a topic we're going to talk about soon. That's um, uh, it's like uh, Ele- electric Rougarou. <laughs> the electric Rougarou. Um. So uh, yeah, we, uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk about that soon. It seems like it's it's an old Louisiana folklore, uh, cryptozoology creature, but it's also you know it has uh, ties to old Native American um, uh, folklore also. So it's it's really cool. We could talk about that. And then finally, he said, I'm glad to hear Jose is doing a side mission on something. So yet again, Jose, <laughs> people are finally happy you're doing side missions. Yeah, it looks like, um, you know, I'm starting to become quite the popular guy on our podcast. <laughs> so, Dub, as usual, no thank you. Hated. Well, well, let's not get it going. Let's not get that. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Don't get too, co- don't get too cocky, kid. <laughs> um, Thanks, Dub. That great email. Yeah, thank you so much, Doug. We really appreciate it. And anybody else, you guys are always welcome to email us. It is geekerscreeperscast at gmail.com. That is geekerscreeperscast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at geekerscreepers. Speaking of which, Jose, I forgot to mention this, but um, and I, I did talk about this uh, to you uh, before the uh, podcast, but I will be doing more uh uh, YouTube videos. Hopefully we'll be able to put more of our um, podcasts, but I am going to put uh, videos of my dead by daylight gameplay. Um, some of the games, some of the better ones, even some of the bad ones too, you know, the ones that are fun games. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, we should hopefully I've been um, having to do some research and learn. I'm an, I'm an old man. I have to teach myself how to uh, edit these videos. So that's, I've been spending a lot of time the last couple of weeks doing trying to learn how to edit so you should be keeping an eye out for those i'm glad to hear that robert branching out (laughs) yes i should be doing something more productive with my life like uh something that's useful but i'm instead learning how to do youtube videos but with that said let's talk about the news of the week (laughs) 
And our first topic is about the Wii U. Jose, did you think we would actually be talking about the Wii U? So, uh, you know, at this point in 2021. I think this is the first time we've ever talked about the Wii U on this I, whole podcast. I think so. Yeah. So it's this is an article from Kotaku. It's 10 years since you first didn't plan to buy a Wii U. <laughs> he says here, uh, let me just um, let me read this article. It is written by John Walker. Cast your minds back, nostalgia fans, to those halcyon early summer days of June 2011. It was E3, back when people met together in buildings and when people still cared about E3. That Nintendo revealed the follow-up to their astonishingly popular Wii console. Mm-hmm. Yes, as Reggie Filame took the stage, that was the very first time you thought, I don't think I'll be getting a Wii U. Ever since you stood in line from 10 p.m. on November 19, 2006 for the midnight opening of the Nintendo Wii, you'd wonder what Nintendo might do next. The literally game-changing Wii had you and your great Aunt Linda playing tennis in the living room, then point and scanning your way through Metroid Prime 3. When she finally fell into a drunken stupor behind the set, and you thought, gosh, whatever could follow this, Then five years later, you thought, oh. In the year and a half that followed before release, you kept checking back to see if maybe you confused the Wii U reveal with the weird dream you had that time you drank too much NyQuil. But no, it really did have that second tiny screen on the, is it the controller or is it the machine? Maybe both. Maybe neither. Where do you put the games? Will there be games? As its November 2012 release approached, you read a couple of anticipatory articles Tried to work out what the hell the difference was between the deluxe and basic bundles. And if you didn't need the sensor bar that came with the former, then how was it a Wii? Was it a Wii? Did you plug it into the TV and watch two screens at once? You again concluded that it didn't matter because you were going to buy one and you bought a 3DS XL instead. It's hard to believe it's now 10 years since you wondered what it was going to be like. Missing out an entire generation of Nintendo first party titles and not being entirely sure it was going to be that big of a deal. And of course, the vindication and self-congratulation that accompanied the realization that every game released for it would come to the Switch eventually. Happy anniversary, Nintendo Wii U reveal. We hardly knew thee. So that was a great article by, uh, oh, I forgot his name again, Uh, by John Walker on Kotaku. With that said, Jose, what, what did you think about the Wii U when you first saw it? Yeah, I remember being totally unimpressed by then with the Wii U. I was like, I don't get it. <clears throat> I didn't care for it. Um, I didn't care for the, I, I, I got a Wii, but it's, the Wii is one of those systems where I kind of like started um, playing later on, um, way after its lifespan. Like, it was probably already like, you know, deep into Wii U's short lifespan when I started getting into the, into the original Wii. But I don't know. It just never appealed to me, and obviously it didn't appeal to anyone because no one bought it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one was impressed. I was not impressed by its design. I thought it looked cheap, like very lazily designed. Um, I don't know. It, the control, I did. I just was not a big fan of that huge controller with that screen. Yeah. Um, in the uh, in the middle of it, I didn't care for that. I was like, I just thought it was like another gimmick, you know, like it's another Nintendo again with their gimmicks, you know, because they're they loved their gimmicks, and I, w- I didn't care about any of the games. You know, the only game I ever played on the Wii U was um, uh, Mario Kart Eight. Mm-hmm. That game was great, though. I will, I will give them that. I was like, that was a great game. 
And the only other game I really cared to play on, on the Wii U was um, Zelda Wind Waker Remake. That's so, it. The thing about the Wii U was um, it seemed like it was the perfect... Uh, you know, have you seen those pictures of... Uh, it's like a poster where you get like the... Uh, the monkey, the monkey gets bigger, taller, 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 and then it becomes man. You know, you've yeah. seen those. Yeah. It, this seemed like it was a perfect combination of that when it comes to what happens with the Wii, the Wii U, and the Switch. Like, it was a perfect evolution into the Switch. Like, mm-hmm. you could see parts of the Switch in the Wii U, and yeah. you could see parts of the Switch into the Wii, but how it gradually became what it is now, the Switch. Um, one thing which it's always, always made me feel a little, I guess, uh, bad, downhearted, you know, just kind of not f- um, feeling that it was, it wasn't that bad. It just didn't catch on, but it was that mm-hmm. the president at the time, Satoru Iwata, he was the president of Nintendo. People loved him because he was a gamer. He was a developer. He loved what he did. And before he passed, this was the last um, uh, council that he put out. And to, for him to see that it wasn't his success makes you feel bad because you know, yeah. you know for a lot of you know he was like you know he was video games he loved them but the one thing i always hope that you know if there's that afterlife and you can look down is you know that that he create it was because of that that now everybody loves nintendo again with the switch because yeah. it was that evolution um but you're right the one thing with the wii u it just seemed like it was an accessory it had it it was called the wii U. So it was like, oh, is this a part of the Wii? Is it yeah. something different? You, but but the thing is, they came out with really good games. Games right now that even the Switch is still uh, uh-huh. uh, developing for. Like you've got again, uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is a uh, it's a Wii U game. You it's can play Wii it. On. Game. Yeah. Uh, Mario Eight, which is I believe the highest selling game uh, on the Switch, a <clears throat> Wii U game. Um, Wii U game. So they had the games. They just, I, I think you're right. They had that, they developed it in a way where people were confused. It's like, what is this? Is it a handheld? How do I play this? And the other thing was that the reason the Wii sold well was because it was a product that uh, your your grandma, you know, your um, your nephew, anybody could play. It was easy to understand. You just had this controller and you acted like you were doing something. It was easy to do. But when the Wii U came out, it's like, all right, we're going back now to maybe a more old school gaming technique. But the only difference was you had a screen in the middle. So it was like you had a PS Vita, you know, while you were playing another game. So it wasn't as accessible as the Wii was. So it kind of went from everybody saying like, oh, the Wii's so fun to use. I can bowl. You know, you went to a... The Wii was so popular, you'd go to nursing homes and you'd have everybody there just playing the Wii, you know, and it was a way to keep active. And the Wii U just didn't have that. Now, I'm not saying the Switch has that also, but the Switch also has its own gimmick that I think was more adaptable to people, to gamers and non-gamers alike, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it was one of those things that when it did come out, didn't interest me. I was one. Oh. I was on the... When I saw the Switch, I was on that right away. I'm like, I need to get that. I want that. The Wii U, it just seemed like, nah, I don't need to. It doesn't look like it's really that much fun. Well, you know, the other thing that's that's stupid about the Wii U was its name, Wii U. It sounds dumb. 
Yeah. You know, like, what is that word for a toddler? Like, come here, you little wee. You <laughs> well, the Wii itself was a dumb name. Um, yeah, the Wii itself was a dumb name. Then you added, made it dumber with Wii U. You know, like, like what is it, Wii University or what? Like, I, like yeah, it was just you know, it's just ridiculous. It was just dumb. And um, I, I agree with you. I, uh, when it came out, I had I had not a care, you know, which is weird because I've. Um, I've owned a lot of Nintendo um, consoles, you know, I've owned all of them up to that point. You know, I, um, I remember getting, um, um, obviously my Nintendo as a kid, my mm-hmm. super Nintendo. Um, I got the Nintendo 64 day one, day mm-hmm. one launch. I got a GameCube. you know, I didn't get a GameCube launch, but, um, I got it maybe like when Metroid came out, the Wii, the Wii, you know, the original Wii, um, you know, I picked that up. And then by the time the Wii U came, it was just, it was like you said, it was just, they marketed the Wii as a family thing, kind of like, no, it's not for gamers. It's a family device, right? Mm-hmm. And then when Wii U came out, they were like, oh, man, we burned our audience. Let's get back to the, you know, to our core audience, which was gamers. And the gamers were like, no, like, you know, you burned us and, you know, we don't want to play your, your mm-hmm. Wii U or whatever the hell it's called or whatever it is. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just very poorly marketed, maybe. Um and that's the thing that got me about Xbox Series X. Like, didn't you just learn from Nintendo Wii U with their name debacle? You know, a lot of people just didn't get it. You know, they're like, what is a Wii U? Like, is that part of the Wii? And here's Xbox Series X. You know, I was like, well, yeah. what is that? You know, what is that part of the Xbox? Or, you know, do I need an Xbox Series X? And, you know, it's yeah, just... Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, I, I think gaming, um, like these companies are... are are slowly learning that, you know, the naming convention and they, they should have known this by this point, Yeah, but it is very important. PlayStation just did it right. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, that that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, we know each one is different. We know each um, one is different. And then, exactly. I think they Nintendo. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say they look different. I mean, granted, other Nintendo uh, consoles look different, but that's the thing about the Wii U too. It did not like when the Wii came out, it looked pretty cool. You know, it was a small, like, it was at an angle. It kind of looked like a blade, sort of, you know. And when the Wii U came out, it was just, like, the most lame design ever. It's just, like, a little, like, I don't know. It, it, it was just very, to me, it was just poorly executed from beginning to end, from the name to the design. Had it looked cool, you know, you could have been like, all right, well, it looks, it has a dumb name, but it looks like an awesome mm-hmm. console. You know, it's like a some kind of cool shape or something, you know, like where you just want to grab it or own it. And the Wii U did not do that. It's just very generic and very vanilla. And um, yeah, and that's why it's where it's at. Yeah. and Like I said, though, the one thing it did do was it it gave us the, it it made Nintendo say, look, let's, let's drop this. Cause I think they dropped it after a couple of years Mm-hmm. And they said, let, you know, they went with the Switch. And look, right now, Nintendo is, man, I, I mean, they're, I think they're beating out PlayStation. Oh, yeah. And, they're um, king of the hill. Yeah, they're, they're the king with games that, like, I'll be honest, I own a Switch. But when I talk about, you know, when I'm like, which games are more impressive, you know, they're on the PlayStation. They're on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. Why? Because that's not, just because your games are impressive doesn't mean that's what people want to play. People look at Hades, you know, a game that, again, you know, I've I've ranted about more times than I like to admit, but 
you know, it's not so much the, uh, the, you know, the graphics, you know, it's the gameplay. It's, it's the accessibility. If I want, I could play Hades on my TV. Then when I go to bed, I could uh, play there. Or if I'm on the train, I can play there. Um, I could take it with me. You know, it's one of those things that was just, it, it, it was that perfect evolution from the Wii, Wii U to this. And I, if, had the Wii U not failed, I don't think we would have a switch right now. You know, if the Wii U had just sold okay, they maybe would have, or you know, better, they may have stuck with it, and we wouldn't be where we're at right now with, you know, with the Switch and where gaming is at now. So, as yeah. much as you know, we like to say that it was a failure. Maybe we could say that if it wasn't for that, we Nintendo wouldn't be where it's at now. You know, I I think that's when Nintendo realized, like, you know what, we just can't because they, the, Nintendo has two, um, what do you call it? Two markets, right? They have their console market and mm-hmm. they have their handheld market. Mm-hmm. The console market, you know, they dominated the Wii with the Wii, but towards the end, a lot of people were like, eh, this is just a, a gimmicky device. You know, you just play your little like your bowling games and stuff like that. You know, it didn't have it didn't have hardcore games, right? Because you really couldn't play with those uh, silly controls, right? Mm-hmm. And I think when the uh, when the Switch came out, that's when they finally realized, like, look. We, we kill in the handheld market, right? There is no debating that they are the kings of, of the handheld. No one else mm-hmm. comes close. Even with the Vita at its highest, it, I highly doubt it came close to... I don't know, it did not. <laughs> to, to the 3DS or whatever. They yeah. own that market. Yeah. So they're probably like, look, why don't we just do, you know, um, we, we dominate that. We could make the switch into a handheld, which they, you know, got the idea from that weird control from the Wii U. And um, they were like, we'll just, you know, do some kind of attachment where you can play it to your TV and you get the both, you know, best of both worlds. Yeah. Very well done with um, uh, Nintendo. But with that said, let's go to our next topic, which is God of War 2 delayed to 2022 and it will come to the PS4. All right. So uh, this is an article on IGN by Adam Bankhurst. It's a Sony has announced that the sequel to 2018's God of War has been delayed to 2022 and that the much anticipated game will be released on both PS5 and PS4. Head of the PlayStation Studios, Herman Hulst, announced the news on PlayStation Blog in a Q&A where he discussed what the next, what's next for PlayStation Studios. While he shared that Horizon Forbidden West is still on track to release this holiday season, God of War started a little later, so the decision was to was made to push the game to 2022 to ensure it is the amazing God of War game that we all want to play. So we have currently, we so we have currently two very big, very narrative-driven games in development: Horizon Forbidden West and the next God of War. And for both of those, they're frankly affected by access to performance capture and talent. Hulse said, "For Horizon, we think we are on track to release this holiday season, but that isn't quite certain yet, and we're working as hard as we can to confirm that it's." that to you as soon as we can um let me go into so halts continued by explaining how important it was that sony did not abandon the more than 110 million ps4 owners but he promised that it was still very important to have showpieces for ps5 you can't build a community of over 110 million ps4 owners and then just walk away from it right i think that'd be bad news for fans of ps4 and frankly not very good business halts said where it makes sense to develop a title for both PS4 and PS5 for Horizon Forbidden West, the next God of War uh, will continue looking at that. And if PS4 owners want to play that game, then they can. 
if they want to go on and play the PS5 version, that game will be there for them. So with that, Jose, I'm not, look, if people want to continue to develop the game and wait it out, I'm fine with that. You know, that's, look, at, at the end of the day, uh, everybody hears about this, uh, what is it, the crunch culture, whatever they call it, the fact that you have to, you know, work 18-hour days and, you know, seven days a week, whatever, to uh, yeah uh, to c- make the whips these and chains. Yeah, that's not cool. And I honestly believe that these developers should, you know, form a union so things like that don't happen because that's just not healthy for anybody, um, especially because a lot of these developers, once you're done with the game, you know, poof, that's, that's it. You know, you don't, you have to start a lot of them. You have to look again for, you know, for someone somewhere else to work with. Um, but uh, with that said though, the one thing that I noticed about this was the fact that it's being re-released for PS4. So as much as we keep talking about, like you keep saying you want to get a PS5, honestly, is it really worth it? I agree. It's um, they don't have a choice, uh, Robert. They don't have a choice because right now, um, as you can see, um, here we are in June, and you still can't find a PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't know if you're going to be able to find one. That, uh, oh, sorry about that. There's that That's chip fine. shortage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when we're going to pick one up or when they're going to become available to the masses mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, they're, I think they're trying to delay it in hope that they could sell more PS5s in the meantime. You know, like, hey, you know, hopefully we can get more more systems out there to get more sales because that game is going to be a juggernaut. And um, but as you said, what's the what's the rush? Why get a PS5? You can, you can play all the games um, other than um, uh, what's the name of that one? Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Returnal. Oh, uh, yeah, Ratchet and Clank. You know, you can get, you can't play that, but I mean, you can play Horizon uh, yeah. Forbidden West. Is going to be on there. You can play Miles Morales I, on I think, there. Yeah, Returnal is the other one that you can't play anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the thing is that, well, I guess my question: When do you think they're going to stop releasing these on PS4? And I'm talking like major games. I'm yeah. not talking like you know, of course, like something like Madden. They'll probably keep releasing that on PS4 as long as they, you know. Oh yeah. Can. But like something like, uh, uh, you know, like a God of War or uh, these bigger series that, you know, um, that PlayStation is releasing. Do you think 2022 will be the last year that they release that or they'll go further? Because the, yeah, I'm under the assumption that, uh, that, you know, like with a lot of games, the longer that the the longer you uh, that system exists, you know, in. For example, the PlayStation 4, it started in, what, 2013? 2013, um, 14, maybe? Yeah, 13. So the farther along we go into that system's life cycle, the better the games get, the more they're able to uh, use the technology to make more impressive games. At some point, and and we've already seen this to a certain extent with uh, uh, Cyberpunk, where at some point you can make a game so good that, you know, you can't actually bring it back to the... uh, to the previous system because it's just not going to play right. Um, at one point, will you know, the game uh, game developers say, well, we have to stop for PS4 and just make these for PS5, you know, all these games. Uh, yeah. Because you can't look simply because you may have the ability to create a game for the PS5 and PS4. At some point, it may be two different games. You might go back to the old school. Like, do you remember back in the day when super Nintendo, 
mm-hmm. where Nintendo was still releasing some games. Yeah, and they they would adapt the old school Super like Super Nintendo would have a game, and Nintendo would adapt it for their version. But it was totally different. Like it was mm-hmm. like the game was not even close to the the one they had, they put out for the the Super Nintendo. So will that will it ever get to the point where they're gonna say, well, we still have to put something out for PS4, and but it won't be the same mm. type of game. It'll just be very inferior. Or when do you think they'll just say, you know what, that's it. We're done with PS4, PS5 only. And do you think it's going to happen 2022 farther or will it ever happen? What do you think, Jose? Yeah, you know, I don't, you know what, Robert, right now with, with um, the way things are going on in the world, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, uh, you know, again, aren't working. You know, they just don't have the money to, they're, they're not, their priority isn't going to be a PlayStation 5, you mm-hmm. know, at this point. You know, I think a lot of it has to deal with uh, the numbers. And right now they have a huge, um, you know, a user base with the PlayStation 4. What did you say it was like 100 million? 114 million. <clears throat> 114 million. Um, PlayStation 5s, you know, as much as I wanted one, you know, early on, I at this point, I'm like, you know what? I just can't find one. And the games that I want to play anyways, I'm going to be able to play mm-hmm. um, on my PS4. Like Returnal, I really didn't care about that, honestly. I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, Demon Souls, is that that's the one that came out, right? The remake that yep. they made I wasn't going to pick that up anyways. And uh, a lot of the games that I wanted to play on the PS5 were honestly um, PS4 games. You know, I wanted to play God of War um, with, you know, with the, a high frame rate and all these games like that. And um, so I, to me, I don't have a problem with the games coming out on PlayStation 4. I think it's like you said, it's going to be like um, um, like back in the day, you know, when you had it on two consoles mm-hmm. or you had the, a Super Nintendo version that was better than the Sega Genesis version, right? It was slightly mm-hmm. better. And um, as to when or how long, I think that all depends on on the PlayStation 5 sales, you know, their numbers. I think once the numbers get high, um, you know, I don't know how high, maybe like in the five. Well, I don't know what the numbers are now, actually. But um, so give, right give, me, the, give me a year. When do you think? I, th- I think it's, it's just not going to happen. You don't think it's going to happen? You think? I don't think so. At the end of this life cycle, they'll still be putting out PlayStation 4 games uh, with the PlayStation 5. I think so, Robert. I think so. The reason I say that is, is also because of um, you know, the mass chip shortages that are just going to cause more delays in PlayStation 5. You know, I don't know when that's going to get situated. or, or um, I mean, it will. But my thing is probably by the time um, the chip shortage or, uh, you know, once... The, uh, PlayStation starts getting their numbers back up. It's going to take years, I think, for them to be at PlayStation Four levels. I I and, say it's going to be twenty twenty three. I think at that point, yeah, yep, they'll be they'll be doing just PlayStation Five games. I don't. My thing is, if they continue to do this again, what would be the point to ever buy a PlayStation Five if you could yeah. if you could pay it, play it where it's just you know at the end of the day. It's maybe it's not going to be as graphically impressive, but it's still going to look good. Yeah, still going. Um, it's still the same game. And but like I said, as as they are able to learn how to develop better and better games for the PlayStation Five, at some point you're not going to be able to put it for the PlayStation Four. Um, yeah, it's just going to be, you know, just impossible. The only other option is mm. to do what uh, what do you call it is doing um, Xbox and just allow people to stream games you know, where they yeah. look good no matter where you play it. But that's, you know, that's that's a whole different thing. Um, 
but yeah, I guess we'll see. Who knows? Jose? Uh, but twenty twenty three. Do you think that? I mean, that's that's t- two years down the line. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I could I could definitely see that happening, Robert. Twenty twenty three. But by then, like you said, would you want to buy a PlayStation Five? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, you know, right? But the thing is, they're selling out. You know, they're yeah. selling out right now. Um, People are going to start working. They're going to be buying it. Look, a lot of people buy it because it's the next console. It's like, I got to get it. It's like buying the next Apple, you know, the Apple phone or Apple iPhone, whatever, you know, be it. It's probably not much better than the uh, previous one, but people got to get the new mm-hmm. toy. And so they'll continue to buy them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, with that said, Jose, you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Horizon uh, Forbidden West. Um, they just Sorry, had their- Forbidden West. Their great reveal last week, it was, I believe, right? Was it last mm-hmm. week? Yep. And, um, oh, that's another game I was playing because, you know, that got me hyped for Horizon Zero Dawn. So I started playing Horizon Zero Dawn again on the PlayStation 4. And I thought Horizon Zero Dawn on the PlayStation 4 looked impressive. Mm-hmm. And then I played it after watching Horizon Forbidden West. And I was like, wow, this game <laughs> it looks pretty bad compared to Horizon does it really? Yeah, it I, I have yet to play Zero Dawn. I was gonna start it up uh, pretty soon. Yeah, you should. You should definitely give it a whirl. I, okay. I, like I said, I like that game. I really enjoyed it, and um, I was very excited for uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I was very impressed with the game that I saw. You know, um, they said it was gameplay. It, to me, it didn't look like gameplay. It looked mm-hmm. like, uh, um, you know, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, cinema or what do you call it? Yeah, those like things? those pre-rendered cutscenes or something. Yeah, the cutscene, right, right. And but still, I was impressed. I was like, man, this game, it, you know, I was blown away by how how beautiful that game looked. And I was like, wow, I was like, this game looks pretty awesome. And mm-hmm. if I could play that on PlayStation Four, I am not going to complain. Mm-hmm. You know, not one bit. Um, the other thing that got me excited was that supposedly it might run only at 30 frames per second, which made me even more happy because I'm like, great, because, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn plays at 30 frames per second, so I'm not really going to be missing much. And, um, yeah, that game had me really excited, has me hyped, and I can't wait, uh, you know, to get my hands on it, hopefully, by the end of the year. Yeah, so I did watch the gameplay, and since I've never played the original, I have nothing to compare it to, but it looked cool. You know, I still, I think maybe I'll have to play the original before... um... In the next few weeks, so I can have something to compare it to. Give it a whirl, uh, Robert. I think you'll like that game. I definitely will. I've got nothing. The only thing stopping me from playing that game is I just have to make sure that I understand I'm going to be playing that and putting, you know, f, you know, not time enough time into it. I just don't want to pick it up and put it back down. I want to make sure that, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm like, all right, this is the game I'm going to be playing. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. All right, so with that said, I think we have one more topic, and this is, as I like to say, or not, I don't like to say this, but winner, winner, McChicken Nugget dinner. So, an Among Us-shaped Chicken McNugget just sold for nearly $100,000. What? So, after JPEGs and trading cards, it seems we have a new entrant into 2021's list of unexpectedly huge at-auction items, the Humble Chicken McNugget. Case in point, last night, a nugget shaped quite like a character from Among Us sold at auction for $99,997. That's U.S. dollars. Garnering 184 bids on eBay, the nugget, which was listed under the title McDonald's Among Us Shaped Nugget, 
from BTS meal finally sold for almost $100,000 despite starting at 99 cents opening price on May 28th. Um, so uh, seller Polizna explains that the nugget originated from a BTS combo meal and will be delivered frozen and air sealed to ensure freshness despite a 14-day expiration period. Polizna also said that they will ship the nugget with a packet of the infamous McDonald's Szechuan sauce at the buyer's request after the Xbox Twitter account suggested it. If anything, it's proof once again that 2021 is a very weird time to be alive. So first off, Jose, um, do you know who the BTS meal? Have you heard about this? I have. Yes. What mm-hmm. is it? What is that? I heard it's like a K-pop band or something. It's a K-pop band. Yes, that's correct. And um, they have like their own. It's kind of they. Uh, McDonald's has been doing this with um, with musical acts for uh, I want to say for about a year already. They started with I don't know what rapper. And he had his own like special. I guess like I guess they went up to like the artist and was like they were like. If you could have your own meal, what would it be? And you know, they'd be like, "Well, I want this fries and a sprite and the yogurt okay. or whatever." And they were like, "All right, that's your meal. We're gonna call it blah 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 meal." So then um, they went to Jay Baldwin. Have you ever heard of Jay Baldwin? No. He's a Colombian um, singer. He's I like him. He's a real good singer. And they went to him. They're like, "Well, you know, what do you want in your meal?" And he was like, "Well, I want this and that and that." And they're like, "All right, you know, we'll sell it." And uh, BTS or BTM is uh, a K-pop band. So they mm-hmm. went to them. They were like, hey, you know, what do you guys want in your meal? And, you know, they, they sell it like that, you know, whatever they want to be in their meal. And that's what they, you know, be like, we want a McNugget and uh, a Big Mac and a fry and a shake or something like that. So, so there will be. Well, what is the meal? Do you know what it is? No, I have no idea. All right, go ahead. Keep going. I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't know what the meal is and what BTM. I just barely heard of BTM. I, or, I'm actually it's B- BTS. Oh, BTS. So oh, I thought it was BTS. <laughs> That's fine. I have no clue who they are either. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, I know they're a K-pop band because um, I, I, somebody mentioned them. Uh, I was watching a review about that the other day. Um, this one guy that reviews food. And he did a review of that meal. And he was going on like, well, BTS is a, a K-pop band. And um, I'm like, okay, uh, it's weird because, like I said, the first one was a rapper, the second one was a, a, a Hispanic um, singer, and now they're going for the Korean market, I guess. Or I don't know if they're big here. You know, I, I mean, I've never heard mm-hmm. of them, and I've never heard them on the radio or anything like that, not that I know of. And um, yeah, you know, McDonald's instead of doing a BTS meal, they should have done an Among Us meal and sold it for a nine ninety nine. And um, people would have been lining up to buy one, you know? <laughs> Maybe that's the next thing. Um, so I think, all right, so this is what a BTS meal is. A 10-piece McNuggets, medium fries, a medium Coke, and sweet chili and Cajun sauces inspired by menu items in McDonald's, South Korea. Okay. Um, so, and, and, okay, so as far as the, okay, you know that McNuggets, I, I can't believe I know this, but McNuggets only come in like certain shapes. There's actual shapes that they come in. Did you know this? I did not. So I believe they have, there's the boot. Yeah, the boot shape. Mm-hmm. I believe there's the oval. Yeah. The, uh, the boot, the oval, uh, like the trapezoid, I believe is one. And then there's one more. So all McNuggets come in a certain shape. There's four shapes, I believe. And this one, actually, I'm not going to lie. It looks like an Among Us character. He's got oh, like the no. two little legs. Um, yeah. But 100,000, Jose, man. Like, it's at this point where I'm, 
like, could you imagine that? You like, I, I mean, most, most if I had a, um, um, if I was eating McNuggets and I saw a uh, something in the shape of like a an Among Us character, I'd be like, "Ooh, look! I'm dipping him in sauce. He's drowning." You know, I I I sit there eat that. This guy had the the strange idea to say, "Well, you know what? I'm gonna take this and I'm going to sell it for ninety nine cents." And ends up making a hundred thousand dollars. That is insane. That's more than insane, and whoever bought that needs to be um, – he needs to go to a psychiatric ward. Because <laughs> he's got a lot of money to uh... – A lot of money to burn. I mean, it's a, it's a nugget that looks like – all you got to do is get a nugget and bite it, you know, and it'll look like an Among Us <laughs> character, you know, like whatever. I'm going to start looking at the food I eat from now on. You know, it's like if I get a pizza, be like, well, this one kind of looks like uh, Joel from The Last of Us. I'm going to see if I can sell it. Yeah. This looks like Jose. It's worth five cents. <laughs> and you try to sell that, and uh, eBay will be like, "No, you got. We're going to charge you for selling that." <laughs> the Jose meal. The Jose meal. <laughs> um, so, guys, you tell us what you guys think about this. This is uh, uh, this is breaking news, and it's like um, um, it's a very important uh, topic about the uh, ninety-nine cent uh, McNugget that went on to sell for a hundred thousand. So. Send us an email. Tell us what you think. You know, I think Nint- oh Nintendo. What am I talking about? I think McDonald's is going to get on that uh, Among Us bandwagon out. And be like, they're going to be like fire. No. They're like they're going to be like, who's the one that decided to do this BTS <laughs> meal? Fire them. Let's get this one guy to do uh, 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 Among <laughs> Us meals. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna fight out who the guy was. They're gonna uh, go after the guy who accidentally made the bad uh, McNugget. Mm-hmm. You're like, sir. You know, we only have four McNuggets, and this does not look like a boot. You know, so or an oval, an oval. How are you gonna dip this in sauce? <laughs> doesn't fit. If it doesn't fit, you must have quit, <laughs> sir. You are fired from the McDonald's assembly line from the factory. <laughs> Put, your King. <laughs> Put your apron in the bed. <laughs> they strip him. They rip off his patch, like his his M patch, as he slowly <laughs> walks out. <laughs> In disgrace, <laughs> give us your M badge. You don't deserve to wear this. <laughs> You're not loving it, but yeah. all right. <laughs> You're not much loving it. Um, well, those are our topics for the week. We are going to take a quick break. We're actually, um, well, Jose already told us that he doesn't have his uh PlayStation, so no, uh, yeah, so uh. Ho Jose's console watch, I believe, will be held for next week to see if On he hiatus. owns it then. But we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back and we're going to talk about the protagonists in video games that just we did not like. So, Jose, we'll be right back. Okay, and we are back. Our topic of this week is unlikable main protagonists. So, Jose, do you want me to start first? Because I've got one right off the bat. Yeah, go ahead. All right. For me. Now, this topic is uh, when we talk about this, we're not talking about. Give me one second. I just have to close out some of these tabs here. 
but what we're not we're not talking about protagonists who were jerks and uh uh but were still likable you know what we're talking about people that we just didn't enjoy playing because they just they they were jerks they just i'm like i do not like this character you know the game may have been fun but you just didn't like that character for whatever reason my uh number one is going to be trevor from gta 5 trevor is he's just an awful awful person I don't like him. The, the actor himself did a good job portraying him, but from beginning to end, I just don't. I don't like the character. Do you ever play GTA, Jose? Yeah, five. Mm-hmm. Okay, you not, played five. No, not five. No, not five. Not. Okay, so you you can play as three mm-hmm. different characters. I believe one is Michael, one is Trevor, and the other one is I forgot what the other character's name is. But Trevor's supposed to be the one that's. He's crazy. He's psycho. Like he, it, it starts out in the beginning of the game, and here's a spoiler. But when you first play as him, he ends up beaten and you know, like stomping to death the main character from one of the DLCs of uh, Grand Theft Auto Four. Mm-hmm. A character which in four, the guy wasn't. You know, he was actually a likable character, and he just beats him, and he's just like he's just crazy. He's supposed to be like he's he's supposed to be edgy and he just does things he tortures people in the game he's the character in the game that just makes you know when people say like you know back in the late 90s people would say like video games are awful and they're you know they're corrupting kids minds this is pretty much one of those characters i'm just like this guy's just a poster child yeah he's just just an awful character does awful things uh he acts like a psycho and he's i think he's also supposed to be a representative a representation of you know, uh, trolls, you know, kid, you know, kid gamers who are excessive and they, you know, they just enjoy, like some people play GTA to, you know, to, to shoot everybody walking by, which is, I personally hate yeah. doing that. I actually feel kind of bad about it. I don't, I like sure. playing the game, but it's not like, you know, I don't like uh, shooting innocent people and just, you know, try to get my wanted level. Up. I just, around. yeah, I feel a little weird when I do that in the game. Not a little. I feel bad when I do it in the game, even though I know they're video game characters. But that's what this character is supposed to do. And the entire time I'm playing it, I'm just like, I don't like this guy. I actually, there are times in the game where I'm like, I hope he just, I, I wish there was like a twist where halfway through he just got, you know, annihilated. I'd be like, all right, that's fine. I got a new character to play. This guy's story's over because he's just, I really don't like him. He's just an awful person. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, that's one character that I could say I just did not like playing. And the rest of the characters are okay. Don't get me wrong. They're all, all it's a GTA game. They're going to be bad people, but they're not to that extent. And they're not that unlikable. Um, so that's one of mine. Was I do have any? I do. I remember playing uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 um, back in the day. Wow. Probably about 20 years ago as well. Man, that's a long time. Yes, um, I don't know if you remember. Uh, did you ever play in uh, Metal Gears? Yes, I did. I played the first one. Um, I've actually played first one. I beat all the way through the other ones. I've started and I just stopped because I don't know why. I just don't get into them. But I want. I want to like them. But I'll be honest. I really do want to like them. So in part two, um, the game. I didn't know this at the time, you know, because that was pre-internet and all that stuff, right? Twist or not twist? Uh, spoiler warning to everybody because I know what you're going to oh, yeah. talk about. <clears throat> yeah, big spoiler if anyone hasn't played it after 20 years, you know. Um, 
it's a great it was a great game. I remember loving it and I was really into it. And then it, um, the main character obviously is Snake, right? Snake, his uh, beloved. Everyone loves Snake. Um, you know, obviously they've they've kept them in all the other uh, mm-hmm. uh, Metal Gears, but during the during the middle of the game, it switched up to a different character. I don't even remember the character's name. Um, but I was like, "What is going on? Who is this guy? And why did it all of a sudden just switch?" To, and there was nothing against that guy or anything like that. I mean, he, he wasn't a bad guy, but it, it just felt weird. Like you, you know, you're playing probably one of the greatest video game characters of all time, and part and a sequel, part two, and then you switch it up and you add this one guy that you really don't know much about or any of his history or anything. Or honestly, I really didn't care either. I was like, I really don't care who this guy is. I was pretty upset. I was like, you know, I wanted to keep playing a snake. And, um, yeah, that was one of them. I mean, like I said, he wasn't a bad character or anything like that. He wasn't like a, a, a jerk or a villain or, a, you know, it's just um, not who I wanted to play as. Mm-hmm. Maybe had they marketed it like part two with him being the main guy, then you could at least go into it knowing that it's not Snake. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're going to play him and you're like, okay, I'll give it a whirl. I'll give it a try. But no, 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 they did not do that. And um you know, thankfully, it didn't ruin the game experience. But I remember being very disappointed by that. Yeah, um, I, I've heard I've heard a lot of people really liked the game, and they liked they actually liked that twist. But yeah. I agree. I think I did play it, and I got to the point where I got done with the because uh, uh, I think it starts out you play as um, a snake, right? Mm, that's correct. And then it switches, and I think I did too. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know who this person is, and yeah. And, and I, and at that point, I didn't know what the twist was, and I think that's probably where I stopped playing it. Mm. Um, so I got one more, which is I'm I'm cheating a little bit because okay. this isn't so much the fact that the game itself, but it has to deal with the movie tie-in. So, and I bel- I'm almost positive I played this game, and, and I, I just didn't. Uh, did you ever see? Okay, you, have you seen the Spider-Man movies? Well, which ones? Uh, all of them. Yeah, the last one I um, I've seen all of them up to the um, part two of the new series. Okay, so I like the original Spider-Man with uh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, and um, and then you had was it was it Andrew Garfield? Yes, and then you had uh, the new kid. The new kid. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the first and the third, I actually like those versions of Peter Parker. The one the in the first, middle. The, the, um, you're talking about the Tobey Maguire ones. Tobey Maguire. Yeah, and the I one and the newest one. I actually like those. Uh, I don't like those. Okay. But I on, don't, that's good. For me, yeah. I never liked the Andrew Garfield ones. Uh, I didn't. I saw it and uh, I enjoyed the first one only because it was in 3D and mm-hmm. IMAX. But I, after I left the theater, I never cared about that movie again or you know, so, never saw it again. For me, it wasn't so much the movie, but we talk about unlikable characters. Like Peter Parker's supposed to be the the geeky guy that, you know, He's supposed to be awkward and, um, mm-hmm. you know, just to my knowledge, he's supposed to be awkward and just like kind of a nerd. But the Andrew Garfield version, he was cool. You know, he was this cool guy. And I'm like, it just it felt like I'm like, this is it, Spider-Man. This is just some cool guy that has superpowers. And it just mm-hmm. and so like the games that came out with him, I just wasn't into it. I'm like, this is not the like, don't get me wrong. Spider-Man is still can get cocky, but he's still when he's Peter Parker He's, you know, awkward. He's an awkward guy. He gets yelled at for taking pictures of Spider-Man. He's got, um, 
you know, he wears glasses. He works as a, I remember well, he was a, a photographer, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the Andrew Garfield, the guy was, you know, he was suave. He was good. I mean, don't get me wrong. He played it. He was a good actor, played a good character, but it just wasn't the Spider-Man. And so those games just kind of, I just didn't want to play him because I'm like, this is not the Spider-Man I know. And it sounds so petty, but I just would not, because I didn't like the, the character in the movie. I didn't like that Spider-Man. I believe I may have played one. I think they did have one that came out and I, maybe I just played a little bit if that, uh, but yeah, I wasn't a big fan. Yeah. Um, that second one, like I said, um, I watched it and I was like, eh, whatever. I didn't care for him either. Um, great actor, like you said, great actor, but not Peter Parker. Mm-mm, not Peter Parker at all. And it just, he was, he not my, not my Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with that said, Jose, are there any other, cause I can't th- really think of any, uh, like yeah. any listeners out there, if you guys want to write in with characters again, I'm not saying that they were characters that were bad. Uh, that were jerks because almost every game, like you look at God of War, Kratos is a jerk. Kratos is a jerk on yeah. all, you know all of them. Even the last one, he's he's kind of a jerk, but he's still a likable jerk. He's a likable jerk. Joel from The Last of Us, jerk, but likable sure. jerk. You know, likable jerk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Halo Master Chief, kind of a jerk, just does his own thing, but likable. Yeah, Actually, I was maybe gonna, not. I was thinking- I was thinking about adding him to my list as well. I was like, should I? I was, I was like, I don't know. Actually, you know what? I think I agree. I don't think he's. I don't think he's likable. He's just too military. He's like, it's either my way or the highway. Yeah, you know? there's something. Uh, it, it could be also not that he's a jerk. It's just maybe a signs of. Um, he just hasn't aged well. Yeah, and he's not likable. Oh, okay. You know what? Then I got another one with that. Duke yeah. Nukem. Duke mm. Nukem is another one where it just doesn't age well. And it's just like, he's not likable. You're just like, this guy's, you know, he's a, he, again, you could be a bad character, but still be likable. But Duke Nukem, and I, and I'm, I'm going to include Master Chief in there. I think Master Chief is, you know, he's like, you know, uh, he's got that military, like, you know, it's, uh, that, um, smugness of the military guys that they have yeah it's 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 smugness that like it's either my way or the highway you know um you know i I think uh i went uh i went to a military school and uh the uh uh there was uh our our instructor one of our uh uh staff sergeants he would always say you can either do it the uh what do you say you can do it the right way the wrong way or the army way (laughs) <laughs> and it was just like wow. like man that's like that's that's like i'm like well okay i'll do it the right way i guess yeah <laughs> but i don't know if i want to do it the army way, way. <laughs> um, does that involve a gun <laughs> yeah like look man i just want to do my homework i don't want to shoot yeah. something um yeah but uh yeah i think yeah, Master Chief comes out off as like like he knows better than everybody else and it's like his way now maybe I could be wrong. It's been a while since I played that game, but if I remember correct, he did. He does kind of come off as like you know, like he's uh, he doesn't, yeah. you know, doesn't want to compromise. Kind of a jerk. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like I said, I, I was thinking about, I was debating adding him, but I was like, no, I don't think it's that he's a jerk. I just think that it's just you know, 
in today's world, he just doesn't fit in. You know, he's not um, that kind of a, like. Also, there's another character, uh, Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War. He's okay. the same. You know, he he was at the time I remember him being likable, but now that I think about it, I'm like, I really don't want to play as that guy no more. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's kind of lame. <laughs> so, guys, if you guys know of any characters, if you disagree with us, if you're like, no, Master Chief is more, he's. <laughs> He's he's more intricate. He's he, you know there's more there's more to him. You know send us an send us an email. Um, try not to throw too much hate in there. Um, but you can always email us at geekerscreeperscast at gmail.com. Again, geekerscreeperscast at gmail.com. Follow us at geekerscreepers. Give us your opinion. Uh, with that, Jose, are there any additional uh, issue regard things regarding the geeky side that you want to talk about? Um. I think, uh, no, I think we're pretty good. I, I'm pretty good. Okay. All right, guys. So with that said, and ladies, uh, with that said, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back talking about <clears throat> our creepy topics. And welcome back to Geekers Creepers, the podcast where we talk about the geeky side of life and we talk about the creepy side of life. Today, we're going to be talking about a few creepy topics. Some of these do have videos that we will be reviewing. I do apologize. This is an audio podcast where you really can't see them, but I will attach, as usual, a link to these uh, these articles so you can take a look at these yourself. Uh, there's photos in some of them, and there's videos in others. <clears throat> so Jose and I will be uh, looking at the videos. We'll be talking about that. And um, I definitely, uh, you know, if you if you're listening to this, Take a minute and take a look at these videos because some of them are a little, uh, as we like to say, on the creepy side. So with that said, Jose, the first topic that we're going to talk about, this is the news of the week as far as, well, I guess, news of the last few weeks regarding the uh, um, uh, the creepy side the of UFO. life. Mm. Well, we've got some UFO stuff. So one of them is, and I'm, I do apologize if I mispronounce this, but it says weird jarkand alien video emerges online. So this is from unexplained-mysteries.com. And it states, footage showing a strange, thin humanoid entity walking on a road has attracted a lot of attention on social media. The peculiar video, which was reportedly filmed on the Chadwa Dam Bridge in Jharkhand's Hazarabag district, India, shows what many are claiming to be an alien entity, exhibiting, exhibiting abnormally thin limbs and an unnaturally white complexion the stick figure can be seen walking on the highway in the dark, illuminated only by the headlights of the oncoming traffic. Several bikers can also be seen approaching and speeding past the strange figure. The source, on condition of an- anonymity, went on to share her personal experience, a local road authority told the Republic Media Network. She claimed that she and her colleagues have been going down the route for years now, have gone in the morning and at night, and sometimes at 1 to 2 a.m., but I never spotted anything of that sort. So what exactly is going on in this video? Could this really be an alien or someone pulling a prank? You can check out the video footage for yourself. So, Jose, I'm going to play this video. So let me uh, share the screen. Tell me when you can start seeing the screen, okay? Give me one okay. minute. There's not going to be any uh, sound to it. There is sound, but at the end of the day, it's just, that's just playing in the background. All okay. right. Can you see it? Not yet. Okay. All right. We're just going to give it a minute. Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. I see Zoom added a new feature. Uh, did it? Yeah. Um, it has your screen 
and it made your screen small, so I could see you and uh, the computer screen at the same oh. time. Crazy. All right. So here's the video. You can see this okay? Actually, what I'll do, maybe I'll expand it. Yes. Okay. Here yes. it is. Perfect. So do you see the figure? Mm. Yeah. So what we're seeing, it's actually down the road, and it is a white figure with, like, extremely thin arms. And it looks like a female, of all things. Like a really, really yeah. thin female. And right now they're stopping and they're pointing at it. And it just keeps walking. And all these bikes are just zooming right past it. And somebody's got a camera and shining the light while they... And it doesn't look like it has any hair. It looks, honestly, it looks like it's in a bodysuit. Mm-hmm. That's weird. So now they stopped, they've stopped their bikes and they just got the light shining and the figure continues to walk down the road. I feel like if this is an alien, the alien's like, stop, you know, I'm just, I just going out for a walk. Um, and then here's a picture of, of what it looks like. Do you see it here? Like they did mm-hmm. the frames. So yeah. with that, Jose, what do you think we're looking at here? It's a hoax. You think it's a hoax? Yeah. All right. Um, I've got one or two. I got I got two theories. One, you're right. It's a hoax. Which, I mean, the fact that uh, you know it's just a skinny person in a white bodysuit, uh, covered from head to toe with that suit, and they're walking down the road. The other thing is, do you remember that story we had about the uh, the guy that had the deformity that would uh, the facial deformity that he was so embarrassed about it that he would walk late at night, and I believe they called him the Green Man. Where, yeah. you know, like, it, and it, it, he was, to the best of my knowledge, he was just a, a regular guy living his life. But due to this extreme deformity, he was too embarrassed to be out in public. So people would drive by and see him and say there was a monster, you know, crawling out. But it was just him living his life and he was too afraid to be seen in public. So this was the only time he could get out. The only other thing I could think of is maybe that's something similar. Somebody that has some type of weird uh, or just feels uncomfortable, you know, walks at night, even though like I'd be, even if <laughs> I'd be scared to walk at night in general, like, uh, like that. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, it, it probably is a hoax, but it is a creepy one. I will say that. Um, yeah. And I think one of the other reasons why it's probably a hoax is because why is there an alien walking in the side of the road late at night? Mm-hmm. You know, how does that make any sense? Side. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Oh, <laughs> oh man. But yeah, uh, but it is it is a creepy looking video. I'll say that. That that alien or that uh whatever it is is not a uh um it looks weird. But it also it, the way it walks, it walks, you know, it has a very like um uh, like a how do, what's the word like a sachet like it's walking yes, down the runway yes. you know mm-hmm. so it's, it's got that it's got that walk which is I don't know maybe that's the way you know people from you know f- from space walk but if so that'd actually be kind of cool like all of a sudden a, an alien comes to walk up to you and it has a it sachets up to you you're just like dude all right I guess it's not that scary that's, yeah no and you're right when I saw it I thought it was a female um, alien as well it had a very female um look to it you know which is kind of weird mm-hmm. but i thought the same thing 
And uh, no, the, I mean, the reason that I think it's a hoax, obviously, it, it has to be a hoax, was the, re, the everyone's reaction to it. They were just like, oh, look, here, let's stop here and put our lights in. All right, let's just zoom away. I agree. And it, it, why not get closer and, and look at it? You know, instead, they were like, look, there it is. And then they leave. Mm-hmm. Or, or the other thing is, like, if it was, for example, let's say you were in an alien world, you know, you know, and it's all of a sudden all these aliens come up to you. You'd make a run for it. You'd be like, oh, no, I've been caught. Mm-hmm. You know, this thing's just walking down the road like it's, you know, um, like, you know, she's like run, she's in a runway or something. Yeah, like she's in a runway. I'm surprised she didn't, she didn't do a little twirl and come back the other way. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe that's the new fashion in, in that part of India. Uh, <laughs> the alien look. Know, the alien look <laughs> with a pale um, outfit. All right, alien. Now give me blue steel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, more likely than not, I think I'm going to go in the way with uh, of hoax just like you, Jose. Mm-hmm. Hoax it, it looks is. cool. It's a very cool um, special effect, you know? Yeah. That, use but yeah it's definitely hoax cool all right so on to our next uh news of the week topic our creepy one is creepy photos snapped by visitor at the shining hotel so the rocky mountains are home to a hotel i'm sorry this is from anomalian the rocky mountains are home to a hotel that's widely considered one of the most haunted places in america and it has ties to a renowned horror film (laughs) The Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado, is said to be haunted by several different ghosts, from past owners to children and even a couple of pets. Hmm. Along with its haunted reputation, the Colonial Revival-style hotel also inspired author Stephen King to write The Shining, one of his most popular novels that was adapted into a 1980 film starring Jack Nicholson. This is the place Anomalian.com reader Kim V. Thomas Kimberly visited a few days ago. So last night, uh, quote, so last night, I decided it would be fun to go on a ghost tour at the beautiful, iconic Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. I took a ton of pictures during the tour of the inside of the hotel, as this is what they tell you to do, as you never know what you'll see on them. After the tour, my friends and I took more pictures on the outside of the hotel, and I was so surprised at what I didn't see when taking them, but what I saw after. I took these pictures last night and could not wait to go back to the hotel to find out what they thought of my photo and what room number this image was I see on my photo was coming from. The Stanley Hotel was so excited to see my photo. They said that I had gotten extremely lucky and this was one of the best photos taken of what appears to be a woman or child with long dark hair in a white dress or nightgown pushing the curtain back and looking out the window. We went to the room, room 323, which we could not go in, but no one was in there. From the door of the room, you could see the stairs of the fourth floor, which is known to have the ghost of children. They are now calling her Sissy and will share my photo on the ghost tours every day. In the first picture, there is nothing in the window, and the second picture I took, there was. Legend has it that during King's stay in room 217, he had a lucid nightmare about his young son being chased around the hotel. Guides say the author uh, jerked out of bed, went outside to smoke a cigarette, and that's when he started to lay the groundwork for The Shining. And over the years, many people have claimed to have captured the ghosts of the hotel on camera. All right, Jose, with that said, let me show you these pictures, okay? Yeah. So, can you see the uh, screen? Yes. Okay, so this is the first picture that was taken. This is the outside of the hotel. I actually, I don't think this is the actual hotel from the movie The Shining. This is, uh, it seems like this is the hotel that was 
I, I'm actually almost positive. This doesn't look like the hotel from the no. movie, but this no, is the not. one that was uh, that inspired the book. Okay. okay. So this is what the picture was taken at this point. All right. I'm going to the next uh, photo here. And this is what she caught <gasps> after the second photo. Oh, wow. What do you think, Jose? That's creepy. It does. I will say this. Our, it does look like a girl moving the, uh, the curtains the curtains, and just staring right out. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I can also say that, you know, my, my thing is, with the original photo, you don't see anything. And here, suddenly this is, you know, does the hotel like to do this to have fun, to play pranks on people, to make it spookier? You know, because well, hold on, go go to the first picture again. Yeah, no problem. Let's see. It's this, I believe it's this window right here. Yeah, I think it's that window there. But see, also it looks like the position of the flag has changed. Let's I mean, obviously, yeah. You're right. So they so the photo was taken or yeah. She moved to take the second photo, but still, I mean, you think you would see something. Mm-hmm. What's well, a ghost? You know, probably just appeared. So, what do you think this is, Jose? Because uh, I think that I, might be a ghost. You actually think that this might be a an apparition? That uh, yes. Know. Okay. Now I know I you believe so. you believe in the supernatural ghosts more much more than I do because uh, I know you personally. When we talk about you, told the story about the uh, the shadow people. Like you've actually had mm-hmm. a firsthand experience with something that was extremely unexplainable. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a ghost, Robert. I think so. It's very creepy, actually. Very creepy ghost. I will say this. I don't know what it is, um, but it is it, it is very creepy. It is, you know, it, it, uh, what do they call it again? Para, paradolia? I forgot what the word is again. Yeah. But where you see something and you create uh, an object that's not really there. For example, yeah. the, the face on Mars. People, it was actually just a bunch of rocks, but people would look at it and say, like, well, well, it looks like a face. Only reason it looks like a face is because we know what a face looks like. Yeah. But had we not known what a face looks like, it just looks like a bunch of rocks. Or shadows, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this, you know, I would say, well, maybe it's just something that we see that's not really there. But at the end of the day, the question is, why isn't it in the first picture? Yeah. And if there's nobody in that room that's even creepier you know it, it look it, is the hotel doing this for you know to get uh some type of notoriety because Great hey look we're, we're, yeah we're a greeky and uh, we're a, a creepy hotel you know and if so that's kind of like come on now you know that's your uh, i don't know it, it's 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 like you're so. you don't think so you think this is actually no. something that uh I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Go ahead. So uh, as as I told you um, just earlier that I spent one night in Milwaukee, right? Mm-hmm. So I was looking at, um, this was like last week, I was like, you know what, I'm, I better find a hotel. So I was going through hotels and, you know, I was um, trying to find a nice spot downtown to stay at. And I saw this one, it was reasonably priced. I don't remember what the price was at the top of my head. And I looked at it and I was just like, I don't know. This hotel looks pretty old. It look, and to me, I was like, I get that haunted vibe from it. Mm. You know, I did. So I was like, nah, I'm, uh, I was like, well, you know what? Let me read some reviews and see what they say. And a lot of reviews were like, 
oh, it's a great hotel, blah, 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 great, blah, blah, blah. And then this one lady wrote a comment, and she said that place was haunted. Really? And I was, and I was like, you know what? I knew it. I was like, I got that vibe from when I saw that hotel. I was like, this hotel looks really old. It looks like it could be haunted. And that's what she put. She put the, under that, the, the, no doubt that that place is haunted. And I was like, nope, I'm going to the next, next hotel. I'm going to find another one. But Jose, now that why I not, why not I stay? Yeah, to get some info for Geekers Creepers. I just, I, I just thought about it right now. <laughs> I should have just stayed there for Geekers Creeper and recorded it live. But I was like, no, I don't want to wind up at the top of, um, you know, the hotel in some tank and found like a, a week later dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I don't want to be like that one chick in that hotel, and then Robert's gonna be like, "Jose, we need you for where are you? I, I need you for Geekers Creepers." Jose found dead in some tank upstairs. No, yeah. I was like, "Nope, I'm not gonna do it." <laughs> and uh, yeah, but yeah, I think I think that's a ghost. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it was Alyssa Lamb. That was her name, and she was oh, okay. uh, Miss Lamb. Uh, was uh, turns out that she did have the. Uh, I guess at the end of the day, it turns out that she did have the psycholo- she had a psychological issue, and that's why she ended up there. That wasn't ghosts. That was that was a, a legitimate. Um, yeah. She had a a, a breakdown. <laughs> um, but uh, but but I, I, I see I see where you're going. I'll say. Um, um, yeah. Um, I I don't know, and I got you know any listeners. I like I said, I'll attach a link to this. I would appreciate it if you guys take a look at it and tell me what you think. Cause this is creepy. It's, it's creepy. It legitimately is. Um, I would. So, okay. Uh, as I mentioned, Jose next week, uh, my friends and I, we're going to be doing a trip out to um, Nashville, uh, Nashville. Oh, in, nice. Well, Nashville, Indiana. <laughs> and, and I looked up, there's actually a haunted hotel which I'm gonna try try to stop by and take a look at. We're not we're not staying anywhere near there, but if I get the opportunity, I do want to go over there, take some pictures, see maybe I get the same thing. You know, like you know, is there a picture all of a sudden you'll take and you'll see something? Uh, you know, who knows? You know, again, I don't. I usually don't believe in this stuff. Uh, you know, it's rare that I would believe that something like this is real, but this. Is you know if it's at the hotel playing some kind of crazy prank, this is like I said an extremely creepy and uh, yeah just unusual uh, unusual photo. Very unusual, very unusual. But um, I think it's legit. That okay. one I think is real. All right. Well, with that said, we had our, our next topic that we're going to be talking about. So let me stop the sharing there. And our next topic, Jose, is. In a few days, I don't know when, but in a few days, the government is going to come out with the UFO uh, documents. I believe the CIA's documents. Uh, I believe they call them UAPs. Is it Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon? I believe that's what they call them. Mm-hmm. Um, also known as, you know, the, the common oh, man, the UFO. Uh, with that said, Jose, we don't, there's no article about this because it's just, this is actually, strangely enough, this has been on the news. Have you seen it on the news? No, no. It's, it's a, well, the fact that you know that they're coming out with this information. Oh yes, yeah, like it's actually been mainstream. On, yeah, it's becoming mainstream. Like people are like, oh well, what's the, what's in there? Um, and uh, you know, we've been talking about these things for we're coming up on over half a year now. Man, yeah. imagine that, Jose. We've been doing this for over half a year. 
we're we're pretty much going to come up on a year so yeah we're coming close but with that said what do you think is going to come out of these ufo documents or uap documents and and let's say that it uh, just in general, what do you think we're going to find out? Are we going to find out anything? Is there going to be, uh, is it just going to be, well, yeah, it turns out we don't know what they are. Or do you think there's something that's going to be, I guess, history making in these, in these documents? My heart says nothing's going to happen. It's going to be a big dud let down, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to think opposite today i'm going to say that they're going to surprise us i think they really are i think they're going to surprise us this time and and they're going to be like you know what we have um we have been um keeping tabs on this for years and uh we have um you know footage of weird ufos actual footage and, and we don't know what they are where they're coming from but i but they are real i think they're going to say they are real and they exist I agree. I think what they're going to say is that we don't know if they come from, because they've already kind of said this, if they come from China, Russia, but there's this aerial phenomenon that we don't know how to um, analyze it, how to logically describe it. Mm-hmm. If, if they come out and say, we believe this is not from you know our world, that is going to be crazy. All right. That that's where, yeah. that's where all of a sudden I think, uh, you know, podcasts like ours, you know, radio shows like George Norrie, um, mm-hmm. other, you know, podcasts, or just, just in general, other people that, you know, enjoy talking about this as, as a fun topic. Yeah. Yeah. It's suddenly, it's suddenly going to be like, okay, maybe this isn't fun anymore. This is now, uh, this might be real. Um, uh, and that would be, that would be crazy. I, I you know, I, I'll be honest. I would absolutely love it if they would say that. Because it's been something that's interested me for so long, ever since I was a little kid. And like we talk about, we've talked about this before, we're like, there's no way an alien civilization would waste their time to come out here. Do I believe there's there's um, life on other planets? Yes, without a doubt. Without a doubt, there is. There could be no way there's not life on other planets. The, the, the space is so vast. There's, even in our own solar system, there's like billions of stars. Multiply that by billions of galaxies and... Mm-hmm. It's like winning the lotto every day. You know, you're go- you're going to have some type of life somewhere out there. Now, the chance that that life would find us, you know, we're just a speck of dust in this, even smaller than a speck of dust out in this yeah. in this vast space that any of them would find us and just mock us and drive, you know, f- fly around and not wanting to be seen. It seems absurd, you know, especially when we think of our the way we logically would. Uh, uh, would would think about these things. Now, you, of course, have said that these might be inter- interdimensional. Yes, I um, still think they might be more interdimensional than they are extraterrestrial. And, and but if if they were to come out and say that this is something that's, you know, uh, technology that even like Russia, China, or any other country would not be able to um, to create or to um, um, yeah, yeah, to, to create to harness to harness, then that means that it's something else. And that suddenly opens up, you know, like talk about conspiracy theorists or just, you know, like the you know, people that love talking about it. It just opens that up to um just this like 
you know, our imagination just can go nuts. And yeah. like I said, it, it, it won't, unless they say, well, yep, these are aliens from space. It won't validate, you know, any, like, again, I, I'm, I am a very much a skeptic, but I, you know, like they, like they used to say in the X-Files, I want to believe I, what I would love to see something, you know, like that, because in our lifetime would be, would be fantastic. So yes, that would be so great. Um, and to have the government actually acknowledge it, I, you know, it, it'd be, it'd be great to say that in my lifetime, I was a- actually able to uh, find out that, yeah, maybe they're, they're not maybe, but they're, but there's actually life, intelligent life on other planets. And that would be just fantastic. Now, let me ask you this, Robert, what would excite you more to know that there might be UFOs, aliens, or, you know, from uh, beings from a different planet, or say they actually found actual footage of a Bigfoot? <laughs> aliens, well, aliens. So. I'm sorry. Bigfoot ain't got nothing. Bigfoot, <clears throat> if, they, if they have actual footage of a Bigfoot, great. All right. Fantastic. We, we got a Bigfoot. Aliens are different. Aliens, if we have that, that means that there's like a planet out there. Like, what is that planet like? That planet itself might have Bigfoot. That planet itself, you know, or what if that- Maybe brought Bigfoot. They, they, they brought Bigfoot over. They brought Chupacabra. They brought everything over. <laughs> Chupacabra. Um, you know, what if, you know, at that point, what if, you know, that civilization has been to other civilizations where we can see what that's like? What is another planet like, you know, that can, that can sustain life? And it doesn't mean it has to be this like super intelligent life, but what are they like? It'd be just like the the opportunity to say like, well, if if we know that they exist, if we could communicate with them, we have the opportunity to go see like this vast cosmos and actually go out and and uh, don't get me wrong, I'd be afraid that humans would just want to do nothing more than take advantage of yeah. of, of that. But but as far as like to, to to see what is out there, it would be amazing. Um, I mean, could you imagine in your lifetime being able to see another planet that has, you know, a, uh, a, a civilization? Kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As weird as it might be, you'd be like, holy cow, this is, this is not what we imagined. This is so, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, beautiful. It, it, it'd be crazy. And it would be without a doubt. I forget Bigfoot, Bigfoot. I do not care. You can give me a hundred big feet and I'd be like, all right, guys, you guys start your own football team. Well, you know, we'll call you the, the bears 2.0, but I want aliens. I think I'd be excited as well for, for aliens, but if they were to show me a chupacabra, they might throw all everything out of the window. <laughs> it's always a chupacabra with you. <laughs> well, I'd be like, that's it. You know, if they've had footage of an actual chupacabra, <laughs> they can be like, look, there's aliens and big, I don't care if there's a chupacabra, <laughs> I, I'd be blown away. <laughs> Uh, Jose, God, thank God, thank God, you're not um, uh, <laughs> like I don't know what to say. Why, why a chupacabra? Why? It's like they're the most. Mm-hmm. When it comes to like you know, like they're modern even, day vampires, but they well, suck on um goat's blood. Yeah, but they're also the size of like little like they're like two feet tall. They're not even you know like if a chupacabra. Oh, don't get me wrong. If a chupacabra was chasing after me, I guess I'd make a run for it. But I guess I could always yeah. kick it. You know. Now, <laughs> see, chupacabras, are, they wouldn't be that scary. Like, you capture one, put them in a little, like, you know, like some overalls. And you'd be like, hey, look, I got my little buddy, you know. 
they're not uh, they're not that great. Now let, me, now let me ask you this, Robert. Mothman though, Mothman might be up there. Mothman. Cuz Mothman could do some crazy stuff. Give me yeah. find me a real Mothman and then because that's that's uh yeah, that's some crazy stuff. What if the CIA or or whatever whoever is going to do this report, right? What mm-hmm. if they stated that there's no doubt, no doubt that they're from a different galaxy or whatever, mm-hmm. but they sense hostility. That's even better. Not better. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that because that's even scarier. That, but- yeah, that would be scary because not only are they dropping a bomb that there's um, actual life on another planet, but they sense that they could be hostile. But, you know, the one and all right, now we're getting into like, you know, like this what if and and, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I want to talk about this. But I think in that situation, let's say other countries would also agree. I believe that may be the opportunity for the world to actually start to unite because now we have a an enemy that if we don't unite, we're all, you know, maybe in trouble. Yeah. You we're know, all doomed. Yeah. Because at, no, at that point, we're no longer all these separate countries, but we're actual earthlings. You know, we're from Earth and it's us versus them. Yeah. I'm not no saying every country. Defend our country, it's defend our planet. Exactly. Um, and that might lead to more unity. Uh, again, I'm looking at that from, you know, the way humans act. Humans are territorial. Yeah. You know, they, they want to make sure that they don't lose that opportunity. And if there's a, you know, what do they say? The enemy of, what is it? The enemy? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if we all share the same enemy, then we're all friends. What if, Robert? What if? I like these what ifs. Yeah. I'm going to give you hosting duties next week. What if they said that the actual proof that they found alien life form, but that they're very attractive? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they're and they're, and, and, into, and they're into ugly mexican men i'd be like no hey. well, 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 let, well let's be fair let's be equal what if they were like they're they're very um attractive male versions and female versions okay you know we have to we have to be equal for everybody you know they can't okay. just be no men. i i agree it's a it's an equal opportunity alien civilization okay so go ahead yes and um <laughs> And they wanted to come to Earth. <laughs> how, what, how would you feel about that? Would, you know, would you be excited? About <laughs> 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 that, I, I would get my best Ricard Noir, and uh... <laughs> yeah. I'd be like that girl that I just went out with. I'd be like, yeah, um, time to block you. No. I'm just <laughs> It was nice knowing you. <laughs> they were like, we need to mate with humans so that our species can survive. <laughs> oh. Oh, you never man. know. You never know. We got to think positive. <laughs> they can't always just want to kill us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Um, in, in that situation, I guess it'd be fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> I'd put I'd put something on my uh, roof outside. Be like, land here. 
Take me away. Take me, yeah, take me with you. Take me to your leader. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Take me to your leader. <laughs> if, like, did you, do you remember like uh, watching that um, that eighties cartoon uh, animated film, Heavy Metal? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, do, do you remember? I think it was like the second scene where that dude—I uh, don't know—somehow he gets like taken to like another dimension, and all the girls are like babes over there, and they all want him. That was every episode of Heavy Metal, wasn't it? Where all the girls were like, like super voluptuous and attractive. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I the guys are all like built and yeah. strong, muscular. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, Jose, uh, call me crazy, but I highly doubt that'll happen. Hey, don't get me wrong. It, it, that might be it. Maybe the aliens are scoping out, you know, to um, uh, to to they continue swiped. their civilization. They <laughs> swiped just... right on our planet, <laughs> and we catfish them. We catfish them. We're gonna be like, oh god, they don't look like their profile. These earthlings are liars. <laughs> These are some ugly animals. <laughs> You're out there with a uh, with like a rose in your mouth. <laughs> like, I thought there was gonna be Bigfoot over there. These people are like disgusting. <laughs> we were promised chupacabras and we got trolls. <laughs> yeah, I was a. Yeah, yeah, it'd, yeah. It'd be great if they were um uh, uh as as as. To quote you, hot babes and hot hunks. That would be yes, fantastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, yeah, I had to doubt that too. I, yeah. doubt. <laughs> I, I think they're probably going to be more into we want to destroy you guys categories. Uh-huh. Uh, we want to, you know, we want to make love, not war. I think mm-hmm. they're, yeah, definitely not that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Well, do you know what day that might be, Robert? Or? No, I, I don't know. They keep saying they're going to put it out sometime in. <clears throat> In June. June, I have no clue. But as soon as as soon as we find out, look, if they do it at a time where we can, you know, um, uh, if we have time, I, I wouldn't mind doing like an, uh, you know, like a an impromptu, yeah, an impromptu yeah, Deepers yeah. Creepers to talk about it. Let's do that. If it yeah. is, if we're available, we'll do it that same minute. Yeah, because that's going to be really interesting to find out. Mm. And you know, all all joking aside, I think you know, if if you know, either it's going to be one or two things. It's either going to be what we expected. I'm sorry. Let me take that back. It's going to be one of three things. What we expected, which is, um, we don't know what they are. Yeah. Um, which actually, let me mm-hmm. tell, it's going to be one or two things. It's going to be what we knew what they are, which is I feel a lot of it's like that. Um, uh, that Fatima, which is like it's a letdown. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah. all right, well, that's what it was. You know, like we don't know what it is. Or it's going to be something right. that's going to be, you know, groundbreaking and it's going to be information that we've been wanting to know. And um, and that's what I'm hoping for, something that uh, that may change the way we look at our world, you know. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to say that I think that's what's going to happen, Robert. I think it's going to be something groundbreaking. I hope it is. I really do. Because I if like- it's a big nothing burger, it's, you know, it's like, why even bother? You know, they already know. They already mm-hmm. know. I mean, obviously, they're you know, they've known. Mm-hmm. If it's something dumb, they wouldn't have like even like mentioned it. Like, oh, we're gonna let our report. It's just they would have just been like, you know what? It's nothing. We don't know what it is. It's probably something. Yeah, but you always something. wonder, like, if why would you? You always hear stories like back in the day. Remember when we were kids? You're like, well, no, people don't want to tell us about UFOs because it'll change. Uh, society, religion will go crazy and, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. 
you know, people won't be able to handle it. I don't think right. that's true. I think people will be able to handle it. People want to know what the truth is. And, yeah. you know, that doesn't stop people from believing in God. If you believe in God, that means that there's something, you know, God is, God goes beyond space and, you know, yeah. and time and it's something different. That doesn't mean you have to stop believing in that. That yeah. just means there's, or, there's other life out there. And he created other life. Or what if they were like, hey, you know, we believe in God as well. You know, yeah. the same God that you, you know, the same yeah. guy that made you. And, uh, you know, I, I could see that aspect of people being upset about that. Like, you know, well, that can't be impossible. You know, it, it could go both ways. It could be like. The, the only thing it, that would mess things up, in my, in my opinion, is if they said, like, look, we've been watching you guys for the last, like, five, six thousand years, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the person you thought was a God, well, this is what the person was actually like, you know, yeah. and, and you start to see you're like, oh, you know, maybe at that point, yes, religion will get affected because all of a sudden, you know, I, I, let me use an example like Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden Jesus was just some regular guy who didn't, um, who didn't uh, riot, you know, resurrect or he didn't, uh, he wasn't, he was actually kind of a, you know, a slimy guy. I'm not saying he is, you know, but I'm just yeah, using yeah. an example, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, we got, we have proof. This is what this guy that you worshiped was. And this is who he actually was. Yes. That would not be good for religion at all. Um, but outside of that, I don't think they always have to, con- you know, conflict. The fact that there's life out there doesn't take away from the fact that there has to, you know, that there's suddenly no God, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. It just means that there's more creation out there, you know? Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, <clears throat> if, so if there's galaxy. Yeah. If there's stars out there, who's to say there's not, you know, mm-hmm. that's right. The question is always what happened before the big bang? Well, uh, well, maybe that's God, you mm-hmm. know, um, that's true. But uh, yeah, I'm really interesting. I'm, I'm really interested in to see what, uh, uh, what this holds for, uh, uh, for, for humanity, history. Really? Human- yeah. 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 I mean, like I said, it could be a whole big nothing burger, but uh, at the end of the day, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping for something great. Yeah, if it's a whole nothing burger, I'm I'm gonna get upset. I really am. I'm gonna be like, you know what? You should have just said nothing. I agree, hundred percent, Jose, hundred percent. Yeah, just shut up. Don't you know? Not all this. We'll let you get. I think we've been mm-hmm. talking about this for a few months already. Like mm-hmm. it'll be in June, and we were yep. like, oh man, it's so long away. I'd rather be like, you know what? Just you know, next time, I don't want to hear nothing. You know, just yeah. shut up. And just it put it yourself. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Just or just have, put it out there. We don't know what it is. That's it. There's no our report needed. Just be like, we don't know what it is. And we saw something and Hey, why even it hide is. it at that point? You know, like what's the point of having it classified? If, if the answer is like, well, yeah, we don't know what it is. Yeah. Hmm. Then don't classify it. I mean, yeah, I don't know what things are. I, what's the right. deal. We don't even know what this picture is. Is it a ghost or is it, you know, we, yeah. we know it's something. So we're not going to put in a report in two months. Like, yeah, we'll let you guys know in two months. Yeah. And then it turns out, yeah, we don't know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Mm. But we'll see, man. Um, But with that said, Jose, you know, like we'll, we'll, we'll keep, you know, we'll keep talking about this. Something that I think um, uh, will be breaking news, hopefully. But with that said, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back with a, uh, story regarding a man that just uh, had an unusual stay at a hotel. Mm, That was me. (laughs) On January 22nd, 1935, a man calling himself Roland T. Owen checked into the hotel president in Kansas City, Missouri. 
He showed up with no luggage. He was described as being 20 to 35 years old, had brown hair, a scar on his scalp visible above the ear, and a case of cauliflower ear. He was nicely dressed in a black coat and received the room key for room 1046. When the maid, Mary Soaptich, said Owen allowed her to clean while he was in the room, but asked not to lock the door behind her because his friend was about to visit the room very soon. Soaptich said he kept the blinds tightly drawn and the lights off with the exception of one dim lamp. Other staff members who entered the room mentioned the same detail. Soaptich also mentioned that Owen was either worried about something or afraid, and he always wanted to kind of keep in the dark. At 4 p.m., Soaptich returned with fresh towels to find Owen laying on the bed, completely dressed in the dark with the door unlocked. She also saw a note that read, Don, I will be back in 15 minutes. Wait. The next day, on January 3rd, Soaptich came back to clean the room that morning. She noticed that the door had been locked from the outside and assumed Owen had locked it while he was leaving the room. However, Owen was sitting inside, again with the lights off, which meant that someone else had locked the door from the outside of the room. When Sobtich was cleaning, Owen answered a telephone call and said, No, Don, I don't want to eat. I am not hungry. I just had breakfast, repeating, No, I am not hungry. Sobtich again arrived later that evening to bring fresh towels and heard two male voices coming from inside the room. When she knocked on the door, she heard a rough voice say, Who is it? When she explained that she had fresh towels, the voice replied, We don't need any. During the night, a woman staying in room 1048 would report hearing loud voices, both male and female, cursing on the same floor. Though there was a party going on that night in room 1055, the next morning, January 4th, around 7 a.m., the hotel switchboard operator noticed that Owen's phone was off the hook for quite some time without being in use. So she sent the bellboy, the bellboy Randolph Props, to go see what was up. Despite the door having a do not disturb sign, Props knocked several times and heard a voice that said, come in, turn on the lights. However, the door was locked and no one was getting up to let the bellboy in. So after knocking repeatedly, Props simply said, put the phone back on the hook, assuming that Owen was drunk. About an hour and a half later, at around 8.30 a.m., the phone was still off the hook and another bellboy, Harold Pike, let himself into the room with the passkey. Using only the light from the hall, Pike discovered Owen lying on the bed, naked and assumedly drunk. He also noticed that the bedding was darkened around Owen. The phone stand was kicked down to the ground, so he fixed it and put the phone back into the receiver. From 10.30 to 10.45 a.m., the phone was once again off the receiver. They sent props to resolve the situation. When he opened the door, he saw a truly horrific scene. Props told the police, when I entered the room, this man was within two feet of the door, on his knees and elbows, holding his head in his hands. I saw blood on his head. I then turned the light on. I looked around and saw blood on the walls, on the bed, and in the bathroom. This frightened me, and I immediately left the room and went downstairs. Owen had been bound with a cord around his neck, wrists, and ankles. His neck had bruising, suggesting someone had been attempting to strangle him. He had been stabbed more than once in the chest, above the heart, and one of the wounds had punctured his lung. Blows to his head had left him with a skull fracture on the right side. In addition to the blood Props had seen, there was also some additional splatter on the ceiling. Dr. Flanders cut the cords from Owen's wrist and asked him who had done this to him. Nobody, he answered. Asked then what had caused these injuries, 
Owen said he had fallen and hit his head on the bathtub. The doctor asked if he had been trying to kill himself. After saying no, Owen lost consciousness and was taken to the hospital. He was completely comatose by the time he had arrived and died shortly after midnight on January 5th. Although Owen's true identity was revealed a year and a half later as Artemis Ogletree, no suspects have ever been identified. The Kansas City Police continue to investigate. With that said, we will be right back to talk about the mysterious case of Artemis Ogletree. Okay, so we are back. And Jose, this is a guy that was found beaten, tied, and murdered murdered in his room, which is really weird because he kept in black. He was in a room, uh, 1935, just really creepy. Uh, who knows what happened, but this was so long ago, so I currently don't mind throwing out theories. What is your theory on this, Jose? Artemis. Didn't we do another story about an Artemis not too long ago? Maybe. I think so. Hmm? Do hmm. not name your kids Artemis because bad things happen to them. Yeah, because I think I mentioned how I think Artemis was one of the names of the character from that movie um, Ready Player One, isn't it? You are correct. Yeah, yep. we just did. We did a story about an Artemis not too long ago. I don't know. That's a very creepy story. I don't know what could have happened. I, obviously, it was foul. I think it was foul play. I mean, what else could it be? Yeah. I mean, wow, what a what a horrible way to die. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, uh, so it's 1935, right? Um, yeah. Look, I don't know exactly, you know, I mean, of course I don't know what happened. Um, but when you hear stories like this, you're just like, oh, all right, so he goes to a hotel. I, wh- what is that saying? Uh, like half the people that go to hotels are going there to cheat, you know, to cheat on their wives, you know, or to cheat on their significant others. Um, maybe Mr. Um, Artemis Ogletree or Artemis uh, Ogletree had a, you know, was a little, uh, uh, a little adventurous. A little yeah. And, you know, because he had a hotel and things went bad and this is what happened. I mean, I don't know. Like, what would be the purpose of uh, having all this, like taking the phone off the hook? You had yeah. other people in there. You had a male and a female voice saying, uh, what, what were they, uh, you know. They didn't want any towels or nothing. Yeah, they didn't want any towels, all this stuff. Like, who, why is he so important? Why is he at a hotel? It's just <clears throat> weird. And you know, like this one of those mysteries that, that will probably never be solved. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's an unusual situation. Yeah, it's very unusual, especially for 1935. Like, it's not like you could say it was a, a drug deal gone bad, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I highly doubt drugs were that prevalent back in back in that era. Um, maybe, um, well, I don't know. What about bootlegging? Was that done by then? Could he have been a it, bootlegger? Maybe could have been. I mean, yeah, maybe. And 1935. Like- I don't know when when uh, the prohibition ended. Might have been ended by then. I think I think you might be right. Actually, you might be right. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it, it's you know, there's a lot of stories like this where you know somebody's at a hotel and mysteriously something happens. Um, mm. 
Uh, or maybe just, like maybe like you said, maybe he was um, he thought he was going to meet his um, his girl who was probably cheating on mm-hmm. her husband, and the husband found out. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I that was like is, you know uh, what? Like I will meet him there instead, mm-hmm. or both of them. You know, maybe yeah. uh, maybe he followed her, you know, into that hotel and saw both of them and was. No, but then she would have, uh, she could have ended up disappeared as well or dead, you know? Yeah, but it's crazy. Like when you think about um, it, it's sometimes it's uh, uh, like, you know, you've, you've got the heat of the passion murders where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they, oh, you know, a lot of times they kill the, uh, mm-hmm. the lover first, you know, the, the person who was, who they were cheating on. Um, yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, it, it's. Uh, you know, it's, it's irrational, but when you're that angry, that's why it's called heat of a passion. Cause you know, um, you are irrational. Yeah. Yeah. This is a crazy story. I mean, there's, there's theories. I, yeah. I mean, look at the other day in 1935, again, I'm, I may be, I'm not inclined to think, but I mean, there's the, there's the, um, the chance that this may have been kind of like one of those, uh, <laughs> Uh, meetings that uh, of uh, of the uh, sexual nature that went mm-hmm. bad, you know who yeah. knows what you know who knows what he was into, and you know to meet someone at a hotel. It, this happened in the thirties. This has happened for a long time. People that were into you know mm-hmm. different things, you know, between consenting adults, and sometimes things go wrong. Yeah, uh, a lot of times things go wrong where you know it's somebody that didn't want to do, you know, do something. And, you know, um, but uh, yeah, I, I just, I, it's a very creepy, just unusual situation where every time they would show up, it, this person was in the dark. They, mm-hmm. you know, they would tell them just to, you know, what is it? Leave the towels or stuff like that. Um, you know, to find out who it was. And at, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't think this guy had some kind of background where he was known as being a, uh, uh, a bootlegger or a drug dealer or anything of that nature. Yeah. Some guy at a hotel that ended up getting, you know, murdered. Yeah. And, you know, back in 1935, I highly doubt Kansas City population was that big. I don't think it's that big now. Probably maybe. I mean, I have no idea what their population is, but 100 years ago almost couldn't have been that big. And, um, well, the other thing is, like, uh, there were police officers, detectives, and such, but they didn't have the technology we have now. So somebody, yeah. this could happen to somebody, and they wouldn't know, you know, how to, you know, dust for fingerprints, how to, you know, get an APB out, you know, get, you know, get the info out. It was, it, it mm-hmm. you know, this murder could have been in and out, done his, done his deed, and um, it was a lot. That's of, it. I don't want to say it was a lot easier to kill somebody back then, but it's definitely a lot easier than today. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. And to get, away um, to get away with it, you know, you could just leave or whatever. And, you know, <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, it's a very unusual story and a, a very unusual death. And um, in a hotel of all places, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know. Like I said earlier, you know, I saw that hotel and you just got a weird vibe from it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that hotel is still around or if it's been destroyed or anything like that. Um, but, you know, it just adds more lore to hotels, you know. Yeah. Uh, just hotels are very bad. I mean, if you go to a hotel, to, I don't want to say the probabilities are higher. You're going to die there. But 
They appear to be higher than flying. Do that be a marketing agent for a hotel company, Jose. Yeah. <laughs> Come to the Hilton and never leave. Yeah, never leave. <laughs> you might not make it out. <laughs> but you'll so, enjoy our swimming pool and our yeah. continental breakfast. <laughs> Yes, yes. You'll enjoy your sleep, and it uh, might be your last one. <laughs> yes, do not do not market for the Hilton or any okay. other hotel. Well, right. maybe a Motel 6, because you pretty much know what you're getting into when you go to a Motel 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Well, was it a Motel 6? If it is, then that might explain everything. <laughs> a Motel 6, their motto is, uh, you're lucky if you make it out. Yeah. If you come here, you must really want to die. <laughs> Hey, do you like bed bugs? <laughs> Welcome to Motel Six. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is just a weird story. Mm-hmm. If anybody has any other information about this, you know, like if you guys have heard other theories, we, I mean, I'd greatly appreciate it because this is um, this is one that I've heard around, I've heard for a while, and I don't think I did it justice, but it is creepy, especially because every time they kept coming into that hotel, like it was dark and they yeah. didn't know what was going on, they were being told to you know, to leave, you know, put, put the phone back on, they put it back on and then it gets knocked off. Um, Very strange. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, you know, when I went like, again, when I saw this and I think about like, you know, the, the fact that this may, this person may have had, you know, um, been into, you know, uh, some, some crazy, you know, um, relationships things is, mm, you know, I, was it, was it Keith, Keith Carradine? Is it Keith Carradine? Oh yeah, yeah. Where they no, found not him Keith in- Carradine, uh, David Carradine. David Carradine, where they found him in a hotel after he had, you know, enjoyed the being, mm-hmm. he had the expectation like- thing. Yeah. Uh, anybody true. look him up, you you can see what happened. But that was the thing, they found him that way because you know he had you know slipped and, and also the uh Mike Hutchinson, the lead singer for NXS. Oh wow. Yeah, it, it was the same. Do you do you know the band NXS? Yeah, of course. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Hutchinson was found in, uh, in the same way, uh, and you know it's one of those things that uh, look, it, you know, you're you're a grown adult, you can do what you want to do, but you know sometimes things go bad, and uh, mm-hmm. you know it's like because because I mean imagine like if you were a a willing partner in a situation like that, right? And you realize oh things have gone bad, you yeah. know. You don't want to sit there because you're like, oh, I, I didn't do technically anything wrong because everybody yeah. knew what they were doing, but you know, right. you don't want to sit there and explain to the police because you might end up going to jail. Mm-hmm. So what is your option? You get your stuff and you get out of there. Yeah. Um, which I believe for was it David Carradine? Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe with David Carradine, there was a theory that there may have been somebody else that had been there with him and. Um, you know, when everything happened, like foul play with that one. No, not foul play, but that they were there to kind of make sure everything was, you know, going okay. And the, and the, and his deal went bad. I believe that's what I heard. Mm. Or so, there was a theory about that. Um, yeah. So it wasn't like it was done on purpose, but it was an accident that happened and, mm-hmm. and the person left. Um, and who knows, maybe it was something similar to this. I don't know. This happened in 1935. And again, in 1935, people weren't much different than they're like today. You know, right, right. Only difference was we just didn't have the internet, we didn't have technology like we do now. But people mm-hmm. always, you Same know, sexual desires. And- exactly, it will always be that way. And again, when you're a consenting adult, there's usually nothing wrong with that. You know, um, 
Yeah. If but, you all agreed and that's what you like, hey, that's your uh, cup of tea, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm not going to judge. Uh, you know, kind of like, you know, if, if I'm, if I like, uh, if I like BMX biking, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and I join a, a circuit and I'm a BMX biker and something happens where I get injured really badly, nobody's going to, you know, say, take everybody to jail. I knew what I was doing. Right. Um, right. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's the, uh, in law, what they call it, the assumption of the risk, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows, you know, maybe that's what it was, or maybe there was something more sinister, which that might've been it. Maybe he was into, you know, like you said, dealing, you know, uh, prohibition, uh, you know, dealing with something that was, uh, that he should not have been, mm-hmm. but up until, yeah, the deal's gone bad. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll never know. Um, but you know anybody with any theories, you guys can look into it. It's a very interesting. Once you start looking into this, you go down a rabbit hole because there's a lot of different theories, a lot of different things that may have happened. Um, but any opinions would be, you know, greatly appreciated. Uh, so with that said, Jose, I think we're coming up on our two hour mark. Are there any final right. um, topics? Any final things you'd like to talk about? Um, yeah, I mean, not uh, topics or well, I guess topic for next week. I, I think E3 is just weekend. So I'm very excited about E3. I don't know. You know, it's I the first, believe it is. Yep. It's the first E3 post COVID. So I don't know what that's going to be like. It's going to be interesting. And uh, I think they needed a break because one thing I've shied away from this year is, is getting, staying away from videos of rumors or leaks from video game company. I, you know, I want to be surprised. I haven't watched any leaks or anything like that. So I'm going in there. I'm pretty excited and uh, optimistic. And hopefully we have a good E3 that we could talk about next week. Awesome. Yep. Two big things to look forward to next week. One is going to be E3. The next is going to be hopefully these UFO t- uh, information will be out. Hopefully mm-hmm. um, next week we'll have a good um, uh, podcast. I'm not saying this is a bad one, but just, you know, like one that's with like, you know, cutting edge news. I believe yeah everyone we're going to be recording our next podcast on um on either sunday or monday and then after that our new podcast will we record they should oh i'm so sorry excuse me our podcast should start coming up on on saturday mornings because we're going to be recording on a different date so you should be getting those on saturdays Um, yeah you can you can wake up in the morning have your breakfast cereal you know like in the old days and mm -hmm. uh, listen to our podcast instead of watching cartoons exactly have your cup of coffee and listen to this podcast yeah uh with that said jose are there any final party words to our listeners uh yeah just uh, hopefully everyone has a a great week you know enjoy your week it's going to be, you know, we're finally getting that warm weather and, you know, get out and get some sun and um, we'll see you guys next week. Yes, I agree hundred percent, Jose. Hopefully everyone's doing well. Thank you so much for listening. Dub, thank you so much for the email. We always appreciate it. And we will be talking about the Rougarou very soon. Um, but until next time, guys, we do wish you all the best in life, love and gaming. Good night, everybody.